Welcome to episode 230 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, the big three tournament started by our man, Ice Cube. So Brian, last week was the first game or the first week of the big three. They got a 10-game season, three-on-three tournament, former NBA players. They've got a four-point shot. You've got a win by two. They're limiting free throws. So you shoot once. It counts for either two or three points. Uh, you clear the ball out to the three-point line. This is on FS1, and they've got Spalding as a sponsor. I love all, I love everything about this, and even to throw some more fuel on top of this, the Olympics have announced that they're now going to have three-on-three basketball as an Olympic sport, which could not have gone better for Ice Cube and the league. And they've got uh, one of the weeks are coming to Chicago. I'm very much looking forward to this. So this is very niche and different, but I think this could be the future of what we're going to see is more not more sort of professional sports or extensions of leagues being created. What are your thoughts on the viability of the big three? I think it's interesting. I don't know. I'll have to see how this plays out. I don't, I'm not buying it yet that this will take off and turn into something that's really big. I feel like this will be something that, you know, kind of stays around. Maybe it's a little low key in the background, um, you know, almost like a warm up league or something like that. Right. Like I feel like it'll be a little bit of a something. And then in three to five years, we kind of see it even still around. Um, because I agree to the one extent of where you're going to see these little like pockets and little nuggets of different types of leagues and different types of sports pop up that are a little bit more niche. The thing is, though, I think all that kind of stuff ends up getting consolidated in the long run, like five to ten years. Right. So I think it's kind of this like we're going the opposite way right now, which is we came from everything being really big, a handful of big sports, a handful of big organizations. Now we're getting all these like splinter organizations, splinter sports, little stuff all over the place. But then what I think starts to happen is then everything is too disjointed. People start to realize that, you know what, I actually do just, I I can't pay attention to 50 things. Give me the three or four that I care about. And it'll start to kind of consolidate. Maybe a couple of those pop off and become bigger. Um, Maybe this is one of them. But I just don't see it in the real long run being anything real viable just because, like, is, is this going to be something that uh, it, it would compete with the NBA to, to an extent? And it's like, dude, I'm not going to invest also in another basketball league, you know? So I, I think that that for me is, like, it's cool and it might be a little something, but I don't think it – my opinion is I just don't see it taking off big in the long run. So here's an advantage that I think they have is when they're playing this, they're not trying to compete with the NBA because they're doing this during baseball season in right, the summer but- – where, where that's the lull, uh, the season is shorter and truncated. So it's not like we're expecting you to watch for 45 games. These are just 10 total games, and that's including the championship. How much of this having Ice Cube at the top of this as opposed to Joe Schmo Billionaire changes the uh, perception or, or at least uh, you and I giving this a shot, which I think a lot of times, like I haven't watched drone racing, even though I know that it's there. But if all of a sudden it was like Shaquille O'Neal and Drake's drone racing, it's going to be a little bit more interesting than probably uh, a bunch of no-name people. I don't know, though, man. Drone racing is actually blowing up. So I think that, you know, from my perspective, does, does Ice Cube make that much of a difference? Ah, I think it gets a little more attention up front. 
I don't think it really matters in the big picture of it because at the end of the day, it's not about, you know, Ice Cube's name being attached to it It's it, or who's running it at the top. It's, is this something that people are going to want to spend their time going to and watching and talking about? And look, and I think right now it's kind of cool. It's a little different. Yeah, it's not directly competing with the NBA because it's in the NBA's offseason. But the reality is, too, like, dude, NBA's a long season. Are you now then going to, like, don't you kind of also go, hey, you know what? Like, I, I have other things to, like, pay attention to. Maybe I like baseball or maybe I just want to break from basketball for a little while. Not everybody, but I think the vast majority of people might want something else to care about. So I don't know. Again, like, look, could it be something small? Could it be a niche? Yes. Well, you know, might it pick up some momentum? Yeah, I think it might. Um, I just can't see how this plays out in the bit in the long run as anything other than like you know a niche experiment. So I think the viability of this will certainly become more interesting once or if bigger names come on board. So they've got some retired players. You got Allen Iverson, Chauncey Billups, uh, Stephen Jackson. There's a lot of names that you know, albeit they're not. Su- most of them aren't superstars. But what if next year Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce say, you know what, we still can ball. We just want to do this in this shortened thing. We we love the the feeling of being able to go into the Barclays Center, which, by the way, they had, 19, I believe, 19,000 people attended the first week's games. So I could see it where all of a sudden this can become an extension when an NBA player is done with their career, but they can still ball out, still working out. Uh, I do have some interest because I used to watch the and one tour and watch hot sauce and Escalade and all those. And granted, I'm on the far end of the spectrum. I'm a sports junkie who will watch just about anything there. And this does with it only being a limited run on Mondays on FS one. Yeah. I could be interested in it just to TiVo it and zoom through quickly. Uh, do you think having fantasy sports attached to this would do anything? Cause we know that how important that's been for football. Yeah, look, I mean, it doesn't hurt it. I just don't, I just don't think like, right. The only, here's the thing. I think the only people that are going to pay attention to are people like yourself who are super fans who watch it anyway. Um, it, which in the reality of the grand scheme of things, it's not that many people. Right. And so I, I, that's where I just go like, look, for, for an order for a sport to really continue to grow and to take off, it really requires a lot of momentum. It's super expensive to put on. The logistics are massive. And so at some point, you have to have some level of scale to where, you know, there's enough sponsorship money coming in. There's enough, you know, venue or merch money coming in. And to get there, it's a lot, right? And so I just don't know if this is the sport that's going to take off and, and get that level of momentum and size. It could, but I just don't, at least in this current, I think it's cool. I just don't think it's going to be a big thing. So we'll end on this. I think a very interesting time. The championship game is in Las Vegas the same day, and I believe potentially in the same arena as the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor boxing match. So we will see if the big three tournament is able to carry that cachet and steam of all the people that are there, because I think seeing a championship game and seeing one season under our belt will tell us a lot more about the viability of it. I'm looking forward to it. I like seeing that there's a four point play. I like that. They seem to be very fan friendly and listening and engaging. I like the people that are part of this. So I am open and I am rooting for the big three to succeed. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'd like to see, I'd like to see something happen. I'm not rooting against it. I just not, I just, 
you know, I guess I'm just a little critical to, to see from a business model perspective this really taking off. But um, I, I do think it's cool, though. I think it's cool. I like to see it. Maybe maybe it's something more, right? Like maybe it's something a little more like that where they leverage the Vegas thing and there's more stuff happening there throughout the year. You know, something where it's like you, you don't, you know, people who want to watch this outside of just being super fans of the sport, right? And I think if they can figure that out, maybe there's something a little bit bigger for them. Today's action item, guys, we want you to tell your other sports fan friends who love marketing about the sports marketing huddle. Yes. Check us out. Listen and subscribe on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And hit us up. Our contact info is in the show notes. We want feedback from you. We want to make this show as good as we can for you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>